The following is a CA original. The mighty sound of the South, tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. Tiger Nation, what's up? We are back with another episode of the Memphis Tigers Football Podcast. I'm Evan Barnes, your beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, and I am here solo. It's just me today, so we're going to just have a nice informal chat about how the Tigers look as spring practice ended on Tuesday, and we're not going to waste time. Let's go ahead and dive into the quarterbacks. Um, Everyone got a chance to see the quarterbacks in action at the spring game on Friday. It was a great atmosphere, over 10,000 in in attendance, and for me, it was kind of cool. It was my first time watching a game at the Liberty Bowl, and I can see why people say it's a beautiful stadium. It's really electric. The crowd was in it. It was very beautiful. I even took some pictures on my phone when I left thinking, I can get used to uh, watching games here. But as we're on the field, we got to see the quarterbacks in action. People got to see Brady White for the first time, the transfer from Arizona State. He was out with the first unit, um, did not record a first down. And then David Moore came in, who was the returning sophomore, who was the backup last year. And Moore was incredible right away. He had that dazzling 30-yard run moving up field, showing off his speed. Had a touchdown on his opening drive. So it looked like, okay, David Moore's definitely improved. Brady White did lead the team on two scoring drives. Uh, Patrick Taylor scored a rushing touchdown. So overall, how did the quarterbacks look? Um, you know, Mike Norvell hasn't really said which one looks better than the other at this point. At At, at this point, honestly, I think... The battle is going to continue until the summer. That's something that Mike Norvell mentioned to us uh, right before the end of the spring game. So I think what you're going to see is you saw two quarterbacks who are very similar. They're both mobile. They both look the part. They can throw the ball downfield. Today on the AAC coaches uh, teleconference, uh, Mike Norvell talked about how Brady White has great command and control of the offense, even though he is just arriving. He showed that he is experienced from knowing this offense a little bit at Arizona State. So he's come in, he's got a great um, handle on what's going on, he's gotten more improved with it, but David Moore, on the other hand, has gotten a lot stronger, you can tell his experience is showing with the offense, there's not a lot of, you know, uncomfortability, if you will, with him, he really understands what he's doing when he's out there on the field, so I think we're really going to see the battle continue until the fall, I mean, if you think about two years ago, Riley Ferguson wasn't named quarterback until two weeks before the first game of the season. So there's a chance this can continue all the way to August. So if you're looking to figure out, well, who's going to be the number one, who's going to be number one, honestly, I don't know. All I can tell you is it's a two-horse race. And, you know, much respect to Brady Davis and Connor Adair for showing moments of of brilliance here and there, but I think this is a two-horse race. It's going to be Brady Davis or David Moore, and we're going to see what happens when they come back in the, the summer, how much better they look, how much more consistent they can get, and who can lead this offense into the end zone? That's something that Mike Norvell and offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham talked about is who can score points with this offense. That's what's really going to help as well as just grading them on every single thing going into the summer. So that's it for the quarterback. So honestly, let's talk a little bit about this defense. Because I think everyone at the spring game, if you were there, you saw how good this defense looks, how much more experienced they are with TJ Carter, Tito Wyndham. Josh Perry, Tyrez Lindsey, all those guys back in the secondary, they were just deflecting passes left and right. It was almost like a no-fly zone out there. But the big improvement, I think, from the spring, and a lot of the coaches talked about it, including Norvell, LaAndre Thomas, the sophomore who last year 
played defensive back for the first time ever after coming in as a quarterback. He moved over to free safety, and he's immediately found a place. Um, the coaches have raved about his leadership, his communication. I think he played really, really well in the spring, showed his command of what, what's expected of him. So I think he's somebody to keep an eye on, I think, as one of the most improved players on the team this year, as well as somebody to watch in the fall. But when I was talking to defensive coordinator Chris Ball, Ball said that the player that improved the most to him was Sanchez Blake. Now, it's funny because Sanchez Blake, he actually had a really, really good spring, too. He was deflecting passes. He was making plays. He was showing his improvement. So that's somebody else to keep an eye on. Sanchez Blake is somebody who really, really improved this offseason at defensive back. And if you look at the linebackers, the one thing you notice is these guys are mean. These guys want to get to the quarterback. These guys want to make plays. These guys want to fill those shoes of Gennard Avery as guys who can get to the quarterback and cause pressure up front. Um, the one thing that I thought was impressive was um, Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff impressed me when the team went to Nashville, had a couple of sacks, I think, in that scrimmage, or maybe it was the scrimmage they had at the Liberty Bowl that was close to us. One of the two. He really impressed in that game. And Keith Brown, who's a transfer coming in from junior college, he also was impressed. So when you had a Bryce Huff and a Keith Brown to a linebacking core that already has experience, those two guys really brought a level of meanness, toughness, athleticism, and just being able to get to the quarterback, something that Memphis hasn't really had much of. So during the spring game, you saw guys getting to the quarterback. You saw the defensive line making plays. Joseph Dorseus um, on the D-line had a couple of sacks in there. And I think the one thing you can say about this defense is they're experienced. They look tougher. They want to show that they are ahead of the offense that they can actually get to the quarterback. So I think what you're going to see is a defense that is really trying to not just create turnovers and make interceptions, but also create pressure up front, which is something that um, Mike Norvell really, really stressed with this recruiting class coming in, that he wants to establish depth in the trenches. And I think that now they're starting to show that and guys are confident with what they're doing. Another area that I think was really strong in the spring was offensive line. You look at a group that has four returners coming back, so there was already a little level of depth and experience that you did not have to worry about. But now you add in a guy like Dylan Parham, who, again, switched positions, came in as a tight end, played defensive end last year on the scout team, and now he is playing with the first unit at left guard. I mean, the kid's athletic. The kid is smart. And I asked... um Senator Drew Kaiser about him, and he said, you know, Dylan really is asking questions. He's picking up the offense really well, and for a guy who's going to be coming in as a redshirt freshman, stepping in with so much experience around him, that's encouraging. So I think Dylan Parham on the offensive line is someone who took great strides. The coaches are really, really high on him from the start of practice almost, and I think that adds depth to what should be a strength for the Tigers this year. Now, taking their speaking of depth, People have asked me about Obina Ezi and kind of, you know, how is he looking? He's been running with the second unit, but he looks way more comfortable with the offense. I mean, he looks like he is finding himself. He came in last year as a freshman, struggled a little bit, but now with the retro year under his belt, he's stronger. He looks more confident. He's asking, he's asking questions, which is something he told me that he really wanted to get better with, to just knowing the plays, knowing where he's supposed to be out there, uses his full body, not just his strength. He looked really, really good this spring, too, so expect to see a lot of him as well. I forgot about the running backs, speaking of strength. <laughs> we talked about the secondary. We talked about the offensive line, the running backs. I know you guys are you know, probably wondering, where was Daryl Henderson? Um, you didn't see him out there. 
he didn't he didn't suit up. Uh, he suffered an injury in the second to last practice. Um, didn't get a reason what it was, but I asked uh, Norvell about it on Tuesday. He said he was fine. So I don't think he's anything to worry about with him. So Daryl Henderson actually did have a great, great touchdown catch in the scrimmage uh, in Nashville. Caught a short pass from uh, Brady Davis, did the rest, ran up field, down the sideline, and scored. So Daryl Henderson will be fine. But you look at someone like Patrick Taylor, who looks like he's stronger. He knows the plays more. He's more confident with what he's doing. Um, he's showing great strides in leadership. Tony Pollard, who we're going to get to more when we talk about the wide receivers. Tony Pollard is back there. He'll be in the mix. The one running back people were talking a lot about who showed growth was Tim Taylor, uh, the retro freshman local kid from Memphis uh, East High School. He really made some strides to show that he could find a way to, you know, if he gets on the field for maybe a couple of plays, he can just go out there and keep the things going. Um, he really improved a lot. He told me that one of the things he's trying to do is just trust his um, trust his track, which is a phrase I hadn't really heard of. But he talked about how he wanted to just trust his holes, trust the holes that the um, line was opening for him, and just basically make those plays happen. So a lot of potential in him, a lot of growth. I think you're gonna um, Tiger fans are gonna get used to seeing him, even though it's a crowded backfield. He comes in there, things are gonna keep it moving. So I think the Tiger running backs are gonna be forced to carry this offense while the quarterbacks develop because you know we're not gonna see whoever the quarterback's gonna be on on September first. You're not gonna see that quarterback come in and just dazzle and have to do everything. You know, lean on the running backs, trust your experienced group of wide receivers, trust the defense to make plays, and just do your job. So I think early on, you're going to see the running backs take the lead with this offense. Now, hinted at the wide receivers. So this group, obviously big shoes to fill with Anthony Miller, who's going to hear his name called at the NFL draft uh, next week. Interesting group. You have a lot of guys who are fighting for not just playing time, but just to show what they can do because so much of the offense last year revolved around Anthony Miller and Phil Mayhew. So these guys are really trying to make a name for themselves. Um, you had guys like Demonte Coxie, you had Pop Williams, you had Shane Slade. Those guys who are who have experience, they came in ready and they showed what they can do a little bit. I thought Coxie did a great job stepping up this year, this spring, showing that he wants to be that lead dog. And some of the battles he had with T.J. Carter were really intense. Uh, some of the battles he had with Tito Windham were were intense as well too. So I think you're going to see a lot of him in the mix and. Um, another transfer, Antonio Gibson. He came in. He had a big spring game. He had two touchdown catches. Very physical. Um, his speed wasn't as evident right away when he was in the spring. But what you saw of him is just someone who can come in in short yard situations, muscle out a DB, and not be afraid to bang with a linebacker. He can be a force just from his presence out there. So the coaches were really high on his growth. And I think his, uh, Tiger fans are going to be more excited to see him because after the spring game, I know he was excited, he was ready, he was pumped up, and I think Tiger fans will be happy with um, what he brings to the table. And then there are guys you know, who you may not know of, but you might hear about in the fall a little bit. Trey Hamilton, Jihad Booker, um, Hunter Hill, Kadarian Jones, by the way, someone who is also returning, who had a, who had a great spring, according to Mike Norvell. All those guys are going to be kind of like replacing Anthony Miller by committee. I don't think you're going to see a number one receiver, um, someone who's going to dominate the ball right away. What you're going to see is the ball be more spread out and guys making plays as the ball comes to them. So I think it'll be interesting to see how this group replaces Riley, um, Anthony Miller, excuse me, just as much as the quarterbacks, how they're going to replace Riley Ferguson. So I think that's all we've got here for now. Um, I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm here by myself, so it's just me. So hopefully you guys, hopefully I didn't bore you guys a little bit, but we're going to have some more fun with the, the Tigers football podcast. 
I'm looking forward to get to know more of you guys as we get to this beat and as we get to the season. So if you have any more questions, you can follow me on Twitter at Evan underscore B. I'm always available. Let's chat and let's enjoy the, the summer before Tiger football comes back. A new episode of the Tiger Football Podcast posts each Tuesday during the regular season. You can also subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Football Podcast is a production of a commercial appeal.